the system that is in place right now is a system that is made for false flag operations. Now, I've taken a lot of time the past few days to try to formulate a way to present this to you guys, but I figured I might as well just let it come out as I speak. So think about the very first time, all right, that you discovered or subscribe to the possibility of a conspiracy, whether it was 9-11 or the Gulf of Tonkin, whether it, you were very young or whether you just recently got into this whole subject of conspiracies. Now, what we need to understand is this, and this kind of goes against the CIA's uh, former definition of conspiracy theories because they were the ones that actually coined the term. Now, we can say, particularly nowadays, whether it's politics, science, UFO sightings, what have you, there's no such thing as conspiracies but there's no such thing as coincidences at the same time, right? That really makes us think. Now, what I would like you guys to do is think about the first time you discovered or really realized, holy crap, the world is not what it seems. The first thing you probably did, right, was whether you're old or young, was try to tell somebody else, right? You know that feeling you get inside you when you're super excited and there's something going on within your body and your mind, you can't explain it. It's not just adrenaline. It's more than that, but you want to explain it to someone and then you sit that person down. Say, for example, you sit your parents down and you try to explain to them that 9-11 may have, in fact, been a false flag attack. They completely refuse to believe you. Why is this the case? Because the institutions slowly but surely, particularly in the last 30 years, have been set up so that biorhythms within our bodies are suppressed and that we do not believe that conspiracies or false flag attacks could happen, right? Now, before I get into the biorhythm aspect of it, I want to just say this. When we take a look at the way in which a lot of conspiracies go down, there's a reoccurring pattern, which is that, yes, there was a lot of pre-planning involved in things like this. However, it is set up so that when certain things are explained to people, it sounds so ridiculous. And this is part of predictive programming, and I've covered this before. Now, a perfect example of this would be, let's just say, say you're, in, you're, you know, you're 20 years old or whatever. You just discovered, or even younger than that, you just discovered, holy crap, 9-11 was probably an inside job. And at the very worst, or very least, it was something that was totally premeditated. And something very fishy is, uh, is contained within all of this. Now, the first thing you do is you take a look at all of the major possible proposals that have been put out there regarding 9-11. Now, this is not a 9-11 episode, but I do want to say that I will have someone coming on the show soon to discuss this in further detail with me. With that being said, you take a look at one of the proposals and the theories and you see that, oh, wait a minute, there was a theory that the buildings were partly brought down by DEW, direct energy weapons. Now, what is the most basic form of direct energy weapons? Microwave energy, right? Or microwave frequency or whatever you want to call it that's not that far out there everyone's got a microwave in their kitchen right so then what do you do you sit your parents down you explain to them that microwave energy is not just made to cook food it can actually be used to take down buildings uh completely disintegrate certain objects that we thought were not possible to be disintegrated in the past and honestly change the opinion of many people's mindsets change their their status uh mentally and all that, I mean, take a look at the Havana syndrome scenario, right? This is not unrealistic, but what is the first thing that already makes you and me look like a complete nut job or sound like a complete conspiracy nut? Microwave, the word microwave. Why? Because part of the predictive programming that's been instilled and implemented within these institutions, within particularly the STEM community, but the academic community for the youth that is learning and on their way up is this. 
when you say the word microwave, people immediately think of what's in their kitchen, nothing else. I can almost guarantee you that at the very least, 90% of people that you mention this to will think of literally the machine that's in their kitchen. So when you present it in such a way that sounds so ridiculous, people will say, whoa, wait a minute. Or your parents, if you sat them down and tried to explain that this is one of many proposals, son, you're telling me that microwave energy, what you mean the thing that's in our kitchen? Get out of here, get lost. That is exactly the way in which these things occur. And that is exactly the success that the West has implemented within its institutions. Now, let me get one thing clear as well. This is not a conspiracy about a, about a bunch of different conspiracies. This episode is not about that, but the overall suppression of the way in which our minds are being dumbed down is to make us lower IQ individuals. Doesn't matter what political party you're affiliated with. Doesn't matter what type of religion you believe in or if you don't believe in any religion at all. The point is to dumb us down. Let's take a look at what's been going on recently in the media. Notice something, and I'm not going to get too political here, but let's take a look. Let's see, for example, what's been going on on CNN, all right? They've been saying there's no evidence of widespread voter fraud. Right. Now, there isn't as of yet or as of now, but there's evidence of fraud, right? Now, when we take a step back and we look at this, what we're going to see here is that the media is using their words to manipulate this in a way that is ingrained in our minds. The same way they've ingrained that word microwave in our minds. So every time it, it applies to something else that we read, whether it's 9-11, the possible DEW weapon used on the buildings, whether it's the Havana syndrome situation or something of the sort, immediately, the first thing you can do is go snap. No, 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 no. That's not the way that I learned it when I was brought up in these institutions. Your subconscious is going to be telling you this, right? Now, the next thing we have to understand is what biorhythms are. Now, let's take a look here. So if you pardon me, I just have some notes. Biorhythms, according to Gaia.com, can be thought of as the body's holistic mathematical system that can predict or when studied, consciously control certain aspects of one's life, such as high performance, creativity, and emotional receptivity. Okay? The way that you perceive things, the way you understand things, the way that you learn things. So let's just take a step back here. How do we learn things? We go to school. But who operates that school? the governing body of human beings that are considered the government. And who's in charge of that? Oof. You mean the people giving them money? The people that we would go to jail for in terms of bribery and things like this, they call lobbying. How does that make any sense? Now, getting back to the biorhythm aspect of it, Continuing on, biorhythms are invisible waves of energy within the human body that are constantly in flux. Considered unique to each person, these energy levels are thought to be in the moment we are born. Okay, end quote. Exactly right. It doesn't, you don't need to be a scientist. You don't need to be deep into the esoteric spiritual aspect of things to understand that biorhythms are key because what happens is when you control or try to persuade people's minds, you fail. But when you persuade the, their emotions, you've won them over. When you win people's hearts over. And that's why when we take a look, for example, at the media and everything that's going on now, we can see, for example, that this is very clear and why there's so much partisan and, and division and divisiveness. It's not just Trump. It's everybody. It's, all, it's the media for clicks, for, for, for views, for headline grabs, for everything. 
right? So I can go into, you know, the death of Princess Diana, the Gulf of Tonkin, 9-11, the Kennedy assassination. We can go into all of that and we can extrapolate on all of that. But ultimately, what we have to understand here is that false flag operations are so ingrained within mainstream society that things are happening right now that we don't even know. So for example, let's take a look at the Ukrainian revolution. The former Ukrainian president or prime minister from 2010 to 2014 was a pro-Russian uh, or pro, I guess we could say, Soviet era politician. His opponent was a Western era or Western driven and CIA backed opponent. So let's take a look here. What happened during this revolution was that the Russian favored and Soviet favored candidate won. All right. In this alleged Ukraine election. Now, he won. However, the CIA was not happy with that. Why? Because they did not want Russia to take control of the Ukraine. Now, obviously, that, that's up for debate at the moment. However, what we have to take a look is that when there were protests in the streets, as there were protests for either side, there were snipers that were shooting at both the police and the people and the politicians. Who were these snipers? The CIA. Why were they doing this? To cause havoc and to cause distraction and confusion so that these protests would create more violence therefore over overthrowing the soviet-backed candidate which would then bring in the pro-western candidate that the cia wanted why does the cia want it because they want to keep control over ukraine if they keep control over ukraine they can gain more territory to get closer to russia in a military and strategical sense simple as that false flags happen all of the time guys now what we have to do next is we have to understand that when we take a look at what's been occurring in the last couple of years. Let's take a look at COVID. COVID has been exploited by many different groups for many different reasons, whether it's for fraud or whether it's for many different things, right? Now, why is it that all of these things that are occurring seem to fall directly in place with what predictive programming has taught us over time? The thing that we have to understand is that the way in which we've learned, the very foundation in which we've been brought up mentally is completely flawed. Not just in the way that it's teaching and the way that people learn differently, but the institution and the system is not meant to allow people to expand creatively. Because when you expand creatively, you then expand the biorhythms within your mind, within your body. Those biorhythms are what give you intuition. It's what gives you energy. It what give, it's what gives you that excitement when you just discovered a conspiracy that you think you figured out and you're running downstairs to tell your brother, your sister, your parents. That kind of excitement is exactly what they do not want us to feel. Because when you feel that kind of excitement, what ends up happening is your mind starts becoming more stimulated. When your mind gets stimulated, what do you do? You do something called think. And when you think, you start to use your own brain and realize that the people that set up these false flag operations are no different than you. All right? It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that, guys. There's nothing substantially um, genius at play here, let's call it. Okay, so I apologize if I went on a little bit of a rant. This is not the longest episode I've ever put out, but I feel that it's absolutely vital and important to describe these things because we have to understand that predictive programming is always being used. The fact that we think that when new politicians come in, when new politicians are voted in, that they're really going to make a change, not going to happen. Everyone who voted for Obama, everyone who, who voted for 
for Bush, everyone who voted for Clinton, all said the same thing. We felt like things were going to change. They never really did. Why? Because the system right now is meant to keep us suppressed. And that's nothing new. We obviously know that. But what about the fabric of the system? What about the deep ingrained institutional teachings that we think are actually able to teach us good for the sake of being able to grow and create and elaborate? No, it is formed under the guise of a capitalistic system and a democratic system, which is true to a certain extent. But when you have majority of control over the different institutions, over the media, how do you think this is going to play out? And so when we take a look, for example, at journalists, okay, when journalists go to school, they are raised in a way and taught in a way that they think that whatever the government says is reported as honestly and as neutrally as possible. Now, yes, journalists tend to question things. However, they can only question things so far for a couple different reasons. They can only go so far, first off, because their superiors are not going to tell them directly, but their superiors will imply to them, listen, cut it out. If we take a look at Barry Weiss, for example, a former opinion writer at the New York Times, very well-respected, very divisive, polarizing, but she was well-respected. She left the New York Times saying that Twitter has essentially become the editor-in-chief for the New York Times, meaning that whatever the majority of the population of the preferred agenda and narrative that was occurring on Twitter is what, what the New York Times sided with. And this is a perfect example of those behind the scenes pulling the strings without even needing to pull the strings themselves directly, right? When CNN hires people, when MSNBC, when Fox News, when ABC, when all of them, when they all hire people, what do they do? First thing they do is they have to sit them down and they put them in front of extremely significant committees or small groups of people that have the ability to understand how perfectly they are able or how precisely rather, sorry, this particular want wannabe journalist or uh, pursued pursuing journalist will believe the facts as they call them the facts or look for the truth. Look at every journalist that has looked for the truth. Gary Webb is a perfect example. He was slowly starting to get into the UFO and alien stuff. Right before that, though, he got killed because he was looking into the Iran-Contra deal too much. This is what they fear. They fear not just biorhythms, not just that specifically. They fear that excitement that we have in us that gives us the ability to think and the ability to seek more and more truth. That is exactly what's going on here. So I'd love for you guys to let me know what you think. I know it's not the longest episode in the world, but I really felt like I had to explain this because the way in which things are brought up within these institutions are ultimately what's keeping us down. And ironically, the word is, you know, the phrase is bringing you up as you excel in intelligence when really it's actually going down the other way. So again, uh, there's so much more we could go into, but I don't want to extrapolate to the point where I'm just kind of talking nonsense. So thank you so much for watching today, guys, and we will catch you guys tomorrow. Take care.